What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you for hanging out with us today as we get into our last mm, Christmassy movie of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And this one was for us. I mean, normally, here's the thing. Normally, when we pick movies... We have the homies in mind. We're thinking of you guys, what you want to see, what you want to hear. Facts. This time was completely selfish. (laughs) We chose three movies that only really specifically us wanted to check out. (laughs) But that is because we've had a long-standing tradition that is unfortunately being broken this year. Yes. Um, If you guys have been listening to us, or even if you've just gone back and seen our Christmas episodes from the last two years there's a very specific movie that we usually cover and this year's the first year that we have not been able to cover it or any of its sequels and so to fill that christmas tree sized hole in our hearts we wanted a movie similar in feel similar in tone similar in budget you may say similar in cheese perhaps Mm. cheddar gouda Ooh, all of the christmas cheeses what is a christmas cheese brie brie i got i gotta think it's brie that was the first cheese that popped into my head that you thought of yeah same so yeah (laughs) that same brie consistency uh that that movie gave us we wanted to feel again this year and so it felt only right that our last holiday episode our last december episode was following in that tradition in some way because what are the holidays if not just traditions being passed throughout the years so it was discord decides time we chose three movies that we felt matched the energy that we were trying to trying to hit and out of those three once again the homies decided that they wanted us to cover krampus not the good one we're talking about krampus the reckoning (laughs) (laughs) gotta clear that up very quickly we're talking about a much much different krampus movie this time around Right. This is not the Krampus that I'm sure you guys want us to cover. I'm (laughs) sure there's a very specific Krampus movie that you guys have been waiting for us to cover in December. Um, That's not this one. This one (laughs) is Krampus the Reckoning, which is from... 2015. 2015. And is on Tubi. I imagine it is... was direct-to-video. Feels that way. Feels that <laughs> way. Um, or if this was yeah. in theaters at some point in time, I didn't hear about it. And I don't think anybody else did. And if it was, like, kudos to them. Because they made it. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations to them. Um, because, yeah, this is one that I had never heard of. However, if you scroll back 
to December 2021 on the homies Instagram page, you will see that I actually posted a photo of the Krampus from this movie. I did a little post that was like, which Krampus are you today? Featuring four different versions of Krampuses from movies. And the version from this movie was the third option. Now, I didn't know what movie this was. I just (laughs) searched Krampus online and saw that. And I said, yep. I got to include that somehow. Um, so I had had a little <laughs> sneak peek of the Krampus previously without mm-hmm. knowing it. Would this be called manifesting? I feel like th- I mm. feel like this is manifesting. I think it is. I think it is manifesting, honestly, because that image has been stuck in my brain. And when we were looking for movies to talk about, as soon as I saw the trailer for this one, I recognized that man. Yeah. And I said, that's the one. Absolutely, because this Krampus is a very specific image, Um, Mm. one that once you see, I think you too will have burned into your mind, Um, because uh, he's a looker for sure, and this movie is not shy about showing a lot of him. No, and not... And, sh- and showing him in the trailer as well. This Krampus is the inbred son of the, the monsters from Spooky Island oh, in no. the Scooby-Doo live action movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we will continue to describe this Krampus throughout the, <laughs> the episode. Um, but that's the best way that I can, I can do now. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I would have gone along the lines of, Perhaps a holiday beef jerky mm, mm-hmm. with sharp teeth. I could see that. With <laughs> sharp teeth that are always out. Always out. Always out and about. Always shining. Nothing, always beaming. Nothing. We got a V leading to nowhere. Nothing down there. Very smooth. Everything's very smooth, but muscular at the same time. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's a lot. It's a um, lot. <laughs> this Krampus is doing, he's doing something. I think it wouldn't be so strange if he was a bit more active in this movie. Um, for a movie that is named Krampus, The Reckoning, it's not really about, like, he's not, he's very just kind of complacent in this film. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of it is just, him like looking at him you know what i mean you got a lot of time to just kind of take him in because it's not like he's in action shots we're not seeing this him in motion he's just kind of posted up thirst trapping Mm -hmm. if you will (laughs) for a lot of this and and it makes sense only a little but we'll tell you guys about it uh we'll tell you guys about it here in a second once we fully get into the plot but before we do that we must do it or shane <laughs> from a scale of one to five five being the naughtiest this movie could be the creepiest this movie could be one being the nicest it could be meaning it's not scary at all where does this movie fall on the scare scale Oh, my dear Erica, I don't think this movie falls on our scale because <laughs> I would feel bad calling this nice because yeah. it is fully naughty. This movie is so naughty, <laughs> but not in our scare scale way, just in the movie making way. Look, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll call it a one. We'll call it a one for now because it is not scary. But yeah, 
bruh, <laughs> this movie's rough. <laughs> I too will give this movie a one. Uh, there is no scares happening in this movie. There is nothing creepy in this movie. I guess the biggest thing that you could have maybe counted on to give you some creep factor was Krampus himself, and he's just not doing it. Uh, mm -hmm. Not doing it for for me in this one. So yeah, this is a smooth one. Yeah, easy one, easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but without further ado, let's go right on ahead and talk about this one because we got a lot to say and mm -hmm. only so much time. Mm -hmm. So we are entering into spoiler territory, homies. You have been warned. But today we are talking about Krampus the Reckoning from 2015. This movie was written and directed by Robert Conway and is starring Amelia Haberman as Zoe. Monica Ingresser as Dr. Rachel Stewart and James Ray as Detective Miles. Santa, Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman, all household names during the Christmas season. But for all the naughty girls and boys, there's another name they'd be wise not to forget, Krampus. A name very familiar to Zoe Weaver, a foster child to a pair of abusive parents. Zoe has a very special connection to Krampus, and when the people she dislikes begin to die painful deaths, it's up to Dr. Rachel Stewart and Detective Miles to find the answers. Insert Hospital Interrogations. Christmas barbecues, and you up visits from your local authorities here. Our film concludes with Rachel discovering Zoe's true motives and taking a long overdue trip down memory lane. Also, my love for you is strong like a tiger. Roll credits. Okay, homies, so we're going to do things a little bit differently this time. Um, because we because we do not recommend anybody go watch this movie necessarily, <laughs> we thought it would be nice to break this plot down for you guys so you can really hear what happens throughout this movie and also because this plot is kind of wild mm -hmm. um this movie as a whole is just a little bit easier to talk about going piece by piece and i also think that both roshane and i just kind of need to talk it out for ourselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still feel like I'm in like a fugue state after watching this movie. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that this cheesy Christmas pick was kind of a gift for us. But since we can't return this gift, I feel like this is us re-gifting it to you guys mm -hmm. by going ahead and walking through this whole thing. So you don't have to because um, you yes. don't want to. But damn it, are there some things that we got to talk about? <laughs> oh, oh, yes. There are some things we very much need to get off our chests. One thing I will say before we start talking, I do, I will give kudos where they are due. Mm -hmm. There are a few things within this film that I was pleasantly surprised by. The, the sound and the audio is 
actually pretty good. It's pretty clear. There's never a shit ton of background noise. I could hear what people were saying. Mm -hmm. um, so the audio engineering and also just them having done it on set is is was fairly well done you can tell that they they know what they're doing in in that regard and even it i could tell where there were maybe times where they didn't get clear audio they obviously re-recorded uh -huh. to make sure that they got the best take of audio they could right. they obviously had some sort of budget or just great connections because there's quite a few set changes and location changes. Mm -hmm. They had extras, they mm -hmm. had set design, and it looks obviously like they're not using state-of-the-art technology. They didn't have the best cameras. They didn't have the best equipment. However, it looks, it's not bad. It doesn't look bad. Like yeah. As far as like low budget goes or whatever budget, lower budget goes, mm -hmm. this one's not that bad. Like, in that regard, it's okay, you know? And granted, can already feel we'll probably be talking a little bit of shit, but it is important to kind of frame it with, we understand what kind of movie this is and what we yes. were watching. And I think both of us are trying to come from a fair perspective with yes. that in mind. Yes. We want to give credit where it's due because not everybody gets to start with the biggest of budgets. Um, so I will say when this movie started, I was a little bit worried, but I was pleasantly surprised at how competent a lot of the technical side of things were. Yeah. Um, the biggest things that are the issues are obviously the CG of the story itself. I would say the writing and honestly, the acting, the acting. those are the, <laughs> those are the biggest, um, issues you will find because if you had a better script and better acting choices, this movie honestly wouldn't have been bad it would have been fine. Like it would have been a, it wouldn't have been great, but mm -hmm. it would have been like a fine movie that you could sit there and you'd be like, yeah, that was a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably never going to think of that again, but that was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The outside of the CG, I definitely think the budget was honestly one of the less bad parts of this. Like that, that was mm -hmm. while watching through that didn't bother me as much as some of the other things that we'll probably talk about here in a bit. So as far as like low budget films go, did your best, understandably so. Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, there are some things that uh, miss the mark. And we will, uh, I am sure, be getting into those very shortly. Uh, yes. But as we go along and kind of piece together this uh, plot that is Krampus the Reckoning, Erica, let me know, what what's the first thing in your notebook? Okay, so we start off with a very yellow <laughs> it's like a very <laughs> almost sapia toned scene as far as the lighting that they had it's very golden yellow mm -hmm. um we come up with this grandmother sitting and talking to a child whose back we only we only see the back of this child we don't know who they are and we don't know who this grandma is uh we never see her again it's she's literally only there <laughs> for the opening sequence but basically she gives this kid a book that has the story of Krampus in it. Mm -hmm. And this child is obviously very, like, very young, a very young girl. 
And we also learn that this girl has a sister that she does not care for or a sister that she doesn't get along with very well. Right. And that's basically it. That's our opening sequence is this moment in time that we will learn is a flashback. But for a while, seems like I was very much confused for the longest time about what that had to do with anything honestly by the end of the movie i still don't think this was the best moment to start with because in the grand scheme of things this moment in time means nothing this grandma character means nothing the little girl does but it was a weird way of starting us like of introducing us into this past story yeah it was a weird exposition dump because that's really what it was like we got information that will in some regard be useful later on. Um, but the scene itself, you're right, doesn't really mean anything. Um, right. Because even so, when we do go back in flashbacks and deal with the past again, the grandma, she doesn't exist. Where'd she go? What <laughs> yeah, she doesn't <laughs> matter. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer, bro. Gra- she means nothing. <laughs> grandma is out by the time we get back to this past later on. <laughs> But yeah, we get like a little bit of information. It's mostly just setting up the Krampus character lore plus this young girl who we don't meet yet. And it also, for me, set up what kind of movie I was going to be watching too, just from like the shooting style, the acting, the writing, everything. Like for me, it was an important first scene because it it made me check my expectations for what I was about to see. Right. It really like said like, like this is kind of like the quality that you're going to get. And I was like, okay. That's fine. Um, My note, though, for that beginning section, though, is I really got thrown off by them. Like, they were doing this thing where they would have, like, the title cards and, like, you'd Mm -hmm. see people's names. But then they would swap back to the story. And then you'd be having the visuals of this story. But then they would swap back to the title cards and then back to the story. I hated that. I really (laughs) didn't like it. Really? mind it i thought it i was like oh, okay that's kind of an interesting choice it's i like different. i like the idea but there was just such a stark difference between the title card and the actual shot that it's very jarring and it just kept yeah. taking me out it's not like a smooth transition by any means uh so you can you get what they're going for it's a little bit of a choppy especially because we're just li- just flashing to pure black screen with like word or letters on it um golden hour back in the scene right (laughs) yeah um so it is a little bit choppy but i i actually i i did a i was like this is kind of a cool like they're doing something artsy with this um but yeah the the way that it starts and the lighting that we had for this scene i was a little bit worried that that was how it was going to be the whole for the whole time. time but no they actually like everything else is lighted appropriately True. so yeah it's literally just because like i said you don't know this now but later you find out it's meant to be a flashback so i every time they do this flashback it's always this kind of really warm piss yellow tone yeah um which is okay it's okay (laughs) it's a choice (laughs) it's It's a choice it's a choice (laughs) but you know respecting the fact that we are separating present day from past with something directorial like even if it didn't work it's nice that it was present there and that was something Mm -hmm. that they were paying attention to so um, yes. kudos in that regard yeah. um, it Good just job. wasn't like the way it was done wasn't my favorite I think for me I probably would have preferred if it was just 
more cut and dry, like do your title card, then give this scene and then just move mm -hmm. into the story or like vice versa, like do the scene and then yeah. title card. But moving on from that, we go into present day to meet our Zoe character who is out in the forest, either playing tag or hide and seek or tag. Tag? Was it yeah. tag? Okay. Well, playing some outdoor game with some friends. Um, I did make the note that there were at least eight cuts within this 10 second <laughs> scene of her running. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, once again, we're introduced to a character in a way that's not totally necessary to them at all. It, it, because we're introduced to Zoe, who my first note was Zoe's not a team player because she gets tagged and then doesn't want to play anymore. Mm -hmm. Which and it's and the now worst. that's the worst kind of kid. Yeah. Let's be real. Why did you say you wanted to play? That's that's literally the rule. Their tag only has one rule. <laughs> if you get tagged, you You're are now the tagger. <laughs> so don't be it. Like don't you don't want to be it. Um, but when we know more about Zoe, I guess it's hard to tell if she actually was playing with them or if maybe she was just out there and they just got and got roped into the game somehow mm -hmm. because we my first note yeah like i said is zoe's not a team player but we definitely discover that zoe isn't a team player she's very much a loner she's really abrasive mm -hmm. she doesn't like to be around people yeah and so we meet these little kids who don't really seem like they're actually her friends and i assume that's because of the way that she is um but at first, I thought, oh, okay, this is Zoe. She's our protagonist. When we first met her, I thought she was going to be our protagonist. And then she's... Uh, it's hard to tell at first what exactly they're... Uh, the type of person that they're wanting to be her to be. Because she is really... She, she doesn't seem like nice or, or like a good kid or anything like that. But then we meet her foster parents right away who are a million times worse. Yeah. And so then it almost feels like, oh, okay, this is almost an abusive situation where she's just being this way because her foster parents are bad. Yeah. Then that's also not what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like her foster parents are bad, but that's not why Zoe is being this way. No, it's not. But I do think like her having this like shitty foster situation does uh kind of quantify what we see at first in some of her like personality traits and whatnot mm -hmm. i felt like once we met her family it made more sense to me why she was the way that she was with the other kids mm -hmm. um but I, they really took shitty parents and they were like we're we're rolling out everything we got yeah, for this we're pair doing of it all. Yeah, they're doing everything. <laughs> they're they're screaming at her. Uh, they have a padlock a pad on the lock. outside of her door that they lock, so she just can't leave the room. I suppose they force her to do all these chores. They are they're like openly doing drugs out in the yeah. in the living room. Yes, they're openly doing drugs. Um, it, you can tell that yeah, they just really don't get along well, particularly the mother. Mm -hmm. Seems like she just only yells at Zoe, makes her feel bad. Um, we get this fake. They obviously couldn't show actual things on TV. So they filmed fake a fake TV show <laughs> and a fake TV commercial. 
to play on the TV. <laughs> Look, I will say right now, full full confidence. I want to see the full movie that they were watching on that TV. I want to see it. <laughs> it was killing me. It was killing me. It's this romance movie where the the lady and the guy just keep saying how much they love the other person, and. They, but they would do this thing where they would let them say a line and then there would be a musical sting mm-hmm. before they would say the next line. So he was like, I love you. I love you wide like the river. <laughs> like the Nile River in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tristan, it was me. It was me all along. Strong for you. My one true love. My love for you flows like a river. Mighty Amazon, like the ancient Nile of Egypt. It went on for so long because at that point in time, the camera wasn't on anything. It was just on the empty living room <laughs> because Zoe had already left the room. So you were just <laughs> hearing the audio from the TV. <laughs> hey, shout out to the movie stars within the movie because for me, they yeah. killed it. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations to them, because that was one of the more memorable parts of the movie, for sure. (laughs) Um, And then we get, so we get two sex scenes in this movie that are pretty They're pretty raunchy. Explicit. Yeah, I was was not ready, nor expecting. (laughs) Me neither. I was not either because I don't know the way that it unfolded. It felt like with the way that it started, you know, how sometimes you can tell, oh, okay, this is about to be a PG-13 sex scene. So you can kind of tell that they're going to pan away or they're going to cut away. Mm-hmm. It started that way because it's like they started making out and taking each other's clothes off and then it, it cut away to Zoe. So I thought it was going to be one of those things where we would just maybe with zoe Zoe yeah like maybe zoe could hear it or something weird like that and then the next time we cut back they're both completely naked Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like a full-on raunchy sex scene yeah she's running him like a rodeo yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and the ones in and the ones in movies that are lower budget like this are always just kind of there because there's the possibility that there wasn't like an intimate coordinator on it feels like maybe the actors had to coordinate it themselves so it always feels really like slappy and mm-hmm. and like i don't know it always just it feels just like everything the... moves so fast yeah. everything is so fast it... and you're like ah <laughs> yeah it's like the way it's shot and the way it's set up it reminds me of like those like after dark shows on (laughs) like the on the like pay-per-view channels or like late night cable channels where it's like it starts off as a regular tv show and then they go into the bedroom and you're like i should not be watching this yeah those (laughs) yeah those were the shows where you would be watching them when you were like younger Mm -hmm. where you'd watch them late at night but then you'd have nickelodeon on the like back on the back button yeah (laughs) just in case just in case you heard somebody moving around you're like oh shit that, <laughs> but yeah that's, them's the that's vibes of like. these sex scenes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we have a full-on one but it's so funny because <laughs> we go straight from this really intense sex scene to the the dad going out to have a cigarette mm-hmm. and krampus is there <laughs> 
waiting for him. But but we don't see Krampus right away. The dad turns around and he goes, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next time we see him, his like face is melting off. Yeah, they... <laughs> that that also caught me off guard. Like it went from like sex scene I didn't expect to very quick double feature death that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Cause like we kill off these parents super quick. Cause the dad gets melted, then the mom comes out to go check what's going on. And then when she goes out there, we find or we for the first time get to see the full view of Mr. Krampus, um, who then melts homegirl like some butter. Um, yes. <laughs> and yes. it's kind of, I, I'm still debating how I feel about the effects for these. Cause I've, they're very, my issue is like, they're so choppy, right? It like cuts so much that you don't really get to see what's happening, but mm -hmm. the little glimpses that you get of like people's faces melting and whatnot, it's actually not bad. It, no. it really isn't. Um, it's just you never get to really see the full thing play out for most people. Right. Well, and it's also a little bit of a confusing situation. Well, the, first of all, the first thing you know is that Zoe for sure has something to do with this because she has this box of dolls mm -hmm. and she has a Krampus doll that she has to, un he has little handcuffs on and she has to unchain them <laughs> and then she's, she frees him and she has voodoo dolls that look like the people she wants Krampus to go after. So you know that she is sort of telling him. <laughs> yeah. So obviously Zoe is our villain in some way. She is in cahoots with Krampus. But it's interesting because Krampus in this one, his method of death is burning. He always burns his victims yeah. rather than there being different ways that he kills them or having it be like maybe he just takes them away. Mm -hmm. He actually he definitely kills them for sure and he burns them. In this first instance, we see that he touches them and burns them. And so I thought that that was what it was going to be the whole time. I thought, "Oh, okay, he touches he has to touch them." So that's what kind of like dissolves them or melts melts them. That's not the case. He can just kind of make fire wherever yeah. he wants it to be. Because the deaths that we see later on, he just creates a fire where they're at and then they burn to death. Mm -hmm. And so later on, I feel like they don't have the opportunity to do as much makeup wise because people are just getting burnt to literal bones and ash. Yeah. <laughs> it's true they put a little bit of flourish on the first two in that regard mm -hmm. um but it's interesting that that was the route that they went for like the krampus kills mm -hmm. just because we do spend that time in the beginning very briefly setting up some krampus lore and we even get to see like the image of of krampus and like for people who have who are familiar with the story you know like like krampus will do like the spankings or like boil or take kids away or boil them in the hot oil etc cetera, etc cetera. and i'm wondering if like the burning of people was them making some like reference to the, mm, the like the boiling burning. cauldron if like yeah. it was some sort of like um call back to that i'm not entirely sure but regardless i was thrown off at first that this was how krampus was killing people because this was just unfamiliar for me i've, I've never right. seen krampus use the flames of hell 
to melt people. <laughs> right. No, big same. I've never seen this be his his MO, but <laughs> he's it's the way that this Krampus, this this Krampus who doesn't like to break a sweat, he does let's the burning talk for itself. Mm-hmm. So I suppose we'll say. But yeah, we go from this. The cops come, they find Zoe by herself, they take her to uh, a hospital to recover. Um, despite the fact she was literally just chilling in her room. And I will say one weird thing that happened is when they put Zoe in the back of the ambulance when she was waiting with all the police officers, the lady brought her a to-go cup of tea or something from Zoe's house. And I thought, why is it in a to-go cup? Like, (laughs) wouldn't you have brought her a mug you were in her house it's not like you just left starbucks and (laughs) brought her the drink i just thought that was so weird because she holds it and she sips from it and she has it in between her hands she does all this stuff with it and i was like where did you get that (laughs) that's fair also i I had a question actually and this is this could just be uh my lack of knowledge here but look i don't watch like a lot of like svu or a a lot of procedurals but Mm -hmm. Is um multiple DBs, is that actually police talk for dead bodies? Because that sounded made up to me. Right, it did. Um, I've never I've never heard that. <laughs> I'm like trying to think. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody say just DBs. It, I feel like it, they, I don't know they why normally it stuck just, out so much. <laughs> I feel like they normally say, like, oh, we've got two bodies. Or yeah, we've got we, multiple bodies. Yeah, multiple bodies, at, right? On the scene. Yeah. Yeah, I've, DBs. N- I've never heard DBs. Never in all my days. Um, yeah, we've got two dumb bitches over here. Can we get <laughs> can we get the ambulance on site? It's like what? I, yeah, it seems unnecessary to do like the initials for those. Yeah, but like I, again, I could be wrong about that. But it was just I had to write a note about it because it just stuck out like a sore thumb to me. I was like, um, no, yeah, it for sure. I mean, it really felt like they were making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> And this first, they were just saying all kinds of jargon mm-hmm. uh, just to sound legit. But this is when we get introduced to our our real protagonist of the film, which is Rachel. Right. She is a child psychologist who gets brought in to work the case with Miles, who is a police officer. They seem to have a prior relationship or, or I guess they've been working together for a while. But yeah. Miles seems to have a crush on Rachel even though he's only just now getting divorced, yeah. he's been with his wife <laughs> this entire time. This entire time, she only kicked him out of the house like a week ago, mm-hmm. and said she wanted to get a divorce. But it feels like Miles has had a crush on Rachel for a hot minute, and I'm like, I wonder why she's divorcing you. All right, Dude, dumb bitch. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, DB you DB? divorced from his wife. <laughs> but yeah so they bring rachel in and zoe doesn't want to talk to her zoe wants none of it she's stone cold yeah and at this point she's on she's on her like killer shit where like you only (laughs) talk to her when she wants to talk um Mm -hmm. she's kind of like running things at that point and it's I, i i honestly i think the introduction of rachel is 
pretty good. Like, I, mm-hmm. I there's there's nothing really too weird about it. Like, she comes in there, she asks very like standard questions. Like, it seems like a a very like cut and dry interaction between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, before she gets sent off on this mission to go get um all of Zoe's voodoo dolls, and right. um, I definitely liked the character of Rachel at first. Like, I I, I did enjoy her her introduction to the story and i was kind of curious to see where we were gonna kind of take this because like Mm -hmm. we'd already established that zoe has something to do with these things um so i'm wondering like how long is it gonna take for these characters to figure out that like everyone who is near to zoe is suddenly being lit on fire so clearly there's something with this girl Mm -hmm. but she's She's obviously there to try and connect with Zoe because, you know, she works with kids. So possibly she'll be able to get some information to help out the police officers. Yeah. And and it feels like I, I think it's legit for her to say, you know, oh, I'm not going to push this girl too far. Like she's just been through a traumatic experience because she really only asks Zoe a few things before she kind of let, gives her some space. Mm-hmm. And the police officers are kind of irritated about that. But she's like, dude, she's a kid. Like, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back and talk to her some other time. So Rachel seemingly feels very understanding. She feels like someone who really recognizes ch- like trauma within children and really cares about kids because we find out that she has like a a burn on her wrist from when she was a kid she can't remember what happened and then she also has adopted lamar who is a kid who's also been through a traumatic experience where he lost both of his parents Mm -hmm. and she adopted him so yeah rachel seems like a good a good good person and miles so miles is the main police officer that we deal with in this. And oh my gosh, mumbles McGee on the scene. Bruh. He mumbles so much. Even my closed captioning couldn't pick it up. It would just say, <laughs> right? it just that said mumbles in the parentheses. <laughs> I've never seen that. For a loop in all of my days of watching <laughs> subtitles. They didn't give, they said, we're not even going to try. We aren't even going to try to figure out what this man is saying. And because he kind of has like a little accent too. So he's, and he talks really deep. So he'd be like, well, are you going to go back in there and get her to tell him to just get his gun Or are you going to let her walk? It's like, what did you just say? And nobody ever, no, everybody reacts like they heard everything he was saying. Um, They didn't try and refilm any of the words. I would have loved one character one time in this entire movie just to be like, could you repeat that? What the fuck did you just say? Because he does it a lot and it almost gets worse the more the movie goes on there's one scene it's the scene where he's in the bar and he's calling her and he's been drinking Mm -hmm. and they're talking on the phone i missed all of that all of his dialogue i have no clue what they were talking what they were talking about on his end that was fast yeah well local media cut wind this so I wanted to make sure he had answers for the cameras in the morning. And? Did you get anything from the girl yet? I'm going to be earning my paycheck on this one. That bad? Yeah, even for a kid who's been through a lot, there's something really weird about her. Is that your professional opinion, Dr. Stewart? Ha uh, ha. She freaks you out, so maybe we like her for this, right? <laughs> maybe I should slap the cuffs on her. 
Yeah, well, that plays out with Hillary's press conference. What did you say? Because he was mumbling so much through that scene. Yeah. And like now there's like some argument that he does spend a like at least a good chunk of his scenes drunk as shit, um, which could aid or add to the mumbling. However, it's it's present when the character is not drunk as well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that kind of just plagues this character throughout the entire thing. Um, but this character's drinking problem is at the forefront um, yes. from the get. Yes, it's an integral part of his character. It kind of feels like he's trying to do like a Matthew McConaughey thing. Sometimes. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, and and isn't quite sure how to best <laughs> tackle how that. To, how to best, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, so he's like, all, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It's like, okay. So, but, okay, so after we get introduced to our main characters, from now on, Zoe is just in the hospital. Yeah. And so everything that she does is from there, which I honestly think was kind of a misstep. I, I realized that maybe they didn't want to have Krampus in this too much because that ups their budget, right? The more right. CGI they have to use, the more times Krampus is in it and the more money they have to spend. And so maybe they were trying to dilute his appearances as much as possible. But you have Zoe in the hospital, and so she doesn't get to choose a lot of victims because she's either around the same adult consistently or she's just around kids. So really, once we get into the hospital, we only have two more victims. And the first of which is... <laughs> is this guy that works at the hospital who's introduced as a very nice guy. Very um, nice, very normal, very, very regular. Yeah, very sweet to these kids, like telling them that Santa Claus won't forget them, blah, 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 blah. He puts a hand on Zoe's shoulder and f loses his fucking mind. Like something happens when he touches her shoulder. <laughs> um, and then he goes home that night, immediately logs into the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> The way this character 180s out of fucking nowhere had me dizzy. All right. Once it's revealed, like this character, so characters on the dark web, he's looking up like naughty child stuff. Like it's very clear this is a pedophile. Um, mm -hmm. It makes the whole like shoulder touch thing make a little bit more sense in retrospect. But yeah. during the moment, I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, what is what is going on? <laughs> Because when when Eric says this man lost it, he lost it. Yeah. Like he was like on the floor, he was like scrambling, his shirt got undone. <laughs> <laughs> My man was a mess after briefly brushing Zoe's Zoe's shoulder. Yes. I don't know what he saw, but it shook him. <laughs> it shook him to his core. At this point in time, also Zoe's yeah, you're right. Zoe's just full on like the bad seed anytime she looks at people it's this evil glare so she does that to him and i don't know it scares the shit out of him but yeah so she's she makes a doll zoe makes dolls in record time honestly i almost thought that maybe it was like the magic of krampus was just creating these dolls but we do find out that she makes them mm -hmm. out of yarn yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so she's putting up these dolls together real quick makes a doll of him that night at his house, he burns in his kitchen. Mm -hmm. He just like the whole kitchen catches on fire, 
And Krampus, once again, like when I tell you that Krampus is just chilling there, he's chilling. He's just standing there watching it happen. Yeah, he's re- he really takes <laughs> on like a voyeur- voyeuristic approach yeah. for majority of these killings. And by these killings, I mean these next two because that's all that's left. Right. But yeah, these next two ones. <laughs> yeah, he really he really doesn't do much other than just facilitate the flames. That's really all Krampus is there for. Yeah. And then he does the little head tilt to the side like a dog does mm-hmm. where he's almost like, oh, huh. did I do that? Wow. <laughs> but so this is the now the third death that has occurred like this. So obviously they There's, bring um, Miles back on the case. He, I guess, does a late night trip to Rachel's place to reveal to us, the audience, that he's getting a divorce and all this stuff, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then also we get the first inklings of the romance that's going to potentially happen between these two characters, which you know what's going to happen just based on the kind of movie that you're watching. I will say for me, it was a little bit of a stretch that Rachel was now interested in my man Miles because at first she really seemed like this was a professional uh, relationship first and foremost. That's the only vibe I or feelings I got from them. And then fast forward about three more scenes and they are straight going at it. So it's like, yes, it's hard to tell. But granted, love stories there. Um, But Miles gets called over to take a look at now the second instance of people uh, spontaneously combusting within their (laughs) within their homes. Right. And of course, it raises a red flag that this person was also connected to Zoe in some way. So Rachel has been doing a little bit of digging of her own. Mm -hmm. She finds out that Zoe's previous foster parents that she's or she's trying to figure out what happened to them. Like, why didn't Zoe stay with them? So she tracks these foster parents down and she finds out that the dad had also died in a fire Um, And the mom is convinced that Zoe did it. The older brother reveals that they had Zoe in 1992. And so that would mean that Zoe should be like 30. 30. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In her like mid 30s. So we got a whole little orphan situation happening here all of a sudden. We got a little Esther on our hands. Um, and Rachel is bam, she's feeling bamboozled. She's feeling conflicted, confused. Because despite the fact that he literally pulls a photo out that is Zoe, he's like, Yeah, this is her, Zoe yeah. Weaver. And then Rachel's like, Zoe Weaver? Impossible. That can't be my Zoe Weaver. It can't be. Look at the photo. Like, I understand it doesn't make any sense. Like, logically, yes, that makes no sense. But he's literally saying, we had a Zoe Weaver who was weird like your Zoe Weaver. Which you tracked to this location. Which you tracked. You came to me. You knocked on my door. (laughs) I didn't find you. We had a Zoe Weaver. She looks like the girl in this picture. This is from 1992. Um... And also, my dad got killed in a fire, and Zoe didn't like him. Like, go, come on. Like, I mean, make it work somehow. (laughs) Like, for how, for the things that have happened in the past, like, 24 hours for these characters, and for the amount of information that Rachel has at this point, I was getting so annoyed with this girl that it was taking her so long to provide this information to other people. Like, you have everything. You've connected all of the dots. You have solved this mystery. You got it. 
whatever's going on here is some freaky, crazy, mystical voodoo shit. You're dealing with a 30-year-old in a in an eight-year-old body. <laughs> like you know everything that's going on. Whether or not it sounds crazy, that's that's for y'all to figure out later. Right. But you need to tell people these things, not casually sit back on the phone and let Miles go on a monologue when you have all the information that <laughs> Miles needs. <laughs> when you've been doing your digging. And yeah, she doesn't say anything. Miles calls her and he's like, we got another victim. You have to talk to Zoe. She doesn't say anything. She goes to talk to Zoe. She gets a couple of answers out of her. Basically, the only answers that she gets is that Zoe's like, yeah, I hated my old foster dad. He was a bad guy. And um, he got what was coming to him. Yeah, and so which, real quick, fully confirms that she was with that family in 1992. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like <laughs> cause what, that's a right, full com, that is a full confession that that was the family. I was right. like, the fact that they moved on from that plot point blew my mind in the moment. <laughs> I'm like, are we not going to stop and pause about that? My girl just admitted to the hello. <laughs> like, girl, what? It, it's it's like they forget that that is even an issue and because they're trying to get all these other information also i feel like she has admitted guilt at least three times every time rachel talks to her and they still act like she wasn't involved in some way i suppose it's because she's a child yeah but she's giving off some very much i'm a serial killer vibes absolutely so, <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the moves but she rachel pushes her a little bit too hard zoe gets mad and scrapes the shit out of her cheek mm. and then it doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal it, that's another they thing move that it feels on like from it so quick wiped clean right away also um the nurse says something to zoe or Oh, because Zoe meets this other little girl who. Oh my god! Yeah, we skipped that part. Oh no! <laughs> Zoe meets this other little girl. Half of her face has burned, mm. and we've Zoe asks her like, "What happened?" And the little girl's like, "Oh, it was an accident." And we find out that like her dad caused a fire that made her get burnt, and she like barely escaped with her life. Um. And Zoe, at this point in time, we know that Zoe only punishes bad people. So you're like, okay, she's going to go after the dad. But she makes this little girl feel like shit. Because she's like, oh, well, you're ugly now. Aren't you mad about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, <laughs> the way that Zoe roasted this already burnt child just ruined me. It's, Zoe's an absolute savage to this poor girl. It's crazy it she goes off on this girl just because this girl says ba the the girl basically is just like that's my dad like he didn't mean it blah 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 which you know the dad definitely is an asshole but this little girl is obviously suffering <laughs> she obviously is just trying to move on with her life and zoe's like oh but don't you hate your dad since nobody's ever gonna fuck you in the future like zoe goes <laughs> in so hard makes this little girl cry why are you staring at me? I don't stare at you even though your face is ugly. I'm sorry. What happened? What? How'd your face get so messed up? There was a fire. You started it? No. How then? 
Tell me. Why? Because if you tell me, I might be able to help you. What do you mean? Fire. It's not your friend, but it's mine. It was your parents. My dad. He burnt you. He made you ugly forever. He didn't mean to. I just fall asleep. And now you're ugly. How does that make you feel? I, I, I... Go on. Tell me. I don't want to. Go away then. Like she runs away so upset and then the nurse comes over and says something to Zoe where she's like, hey, you made you made her cry. And then Zoe's like, I can tell you've been crying too over your little pedophile friend. Like <laughs> Zoe says all this crazy shit that nobody ever checks her for. Nobody ever thinks that that's weird. She knows everything that's going on and out on the outside world. Like she knows all of these things and nobody ever thinks that that's strange. Yeah, that she knows about uh, a guy that died only a few hours ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whose body was just recovered. <laughs> she somehow knows, and not only knows that, she knows that he was, maybe she doesn't say pedophile, but she says something about like how he wasn't a good guy. Yeah, she says like, he, he was did, a bad guy. Yeah, it, he did bad things. Yeah, but it's- But, but like how, she she learned that from that slight caress of the shoulder, I apparently. Right. I guess she's got right. some sort of like radar for bad people with her 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 Krampus connection. I'm assuming that's got to be somewhere in the contract that she signed with him yeah. that like she can just tell <laughs> when people are naughty or nice. Yeah, she has a radar, I suppose, that kind of detects who's good and who's bad because she does tell there are certain people where she just knows that they're good yeah like the like the doctor um who like she's completely fine with i love the just difference in her personality from after she scratches the shit out of rachel (laughs) to getting like reprimanded by the doctor like Mm -hmm. she goes from being the 30 year old woman to being an eight-year-old when talking to the doctor because he's like hey you know you can't you can't go around doing that. She's like, I know. (laughs) Yeah, but it's kind of interesting because I I will say that to me was kind of smart writing in the sense of you almost wonder, well, then why did she do all that to Rachel if Rachel's a good person? True. And then you find out later why. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, we see her be with the doctor and she's very nice to him. But also at the same time, you were an asshole to this child um who is suffering so like pick your battles what are you doing (laughs) but she does come back and apologize later to the little girl by bringing her a voodoo doll that looks exactly that doesn't look actually anything like her dad but it's supposed to represent her dad (laughs) so he is now krampus's next victim true also i feel like they used the blank doll for him because maybe they didn't know what the character was going to be wearing They were like, oh, let's just cover all the bases. He's naked. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's just white. That's all we know. Yeah. It's going to be a white actor. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so all of that happens in the hospital. And then at this point, like Rachel and Miles are like out getting drinks or just like they're trying to figure some shit out. And like she's kind of revealing. She's finally now revealing the information that she got. And then as she goes to the bathroom after getting a little bit tipsy, 
we meet the most conveniently placed shitty father I have ever seen, aka the father of <laughs> the poor girl that yes. uh, Zoe's harassing in the hospital. And like he's, you know, he is a piece of shit. He mm-hmm. he he really is. But his death too is very much like from afar, like the pedophile, where it's just like he goes into his car and then his car just like starts lighting on fire. And then we see Krampus outside and like that. Oh my God, it's so funny though. Cause you just <laughs> see Krampus through the window mm-hmm. and he's like a little bit tilted. Like he's kind of looking through. It's so funny. It's just <laughs> only being able to see part of his body as he's just watching through the window really tickled me. It really, it really did make me laugh. I was like, what <laughs> is he just standing there like that? Oh, because he's in the oh, and then the lights because he's like in front of the windshield, and then his lights come on and they like <laughs> illuminate him. Oh my god! You see him in his full glory. Like, look, the the CG is bad, but like once you get used to it, you kind of like seeing him. It's kind of like a comfort to see yeah. him again. It's like fun to see him every time he pops up because you're waiting. As soon as they start to do this thing that they also don't do in the beginning, but they do later, where smoke. It's like he is or smoke comes up first before he arrives it's Mm -hmm. like that's his opening he's like a magician (laughs) and that's his big his big opening but once you start to see the smoke roll roll in you're like oh shit here he comes but yeah krampus kills him and then now we're actually kind of in our last act after that happens can you believe it um (laughs) so we go back to rachel's house her and miles kind of start getting frisky but then she gets sick Mm -hmm. and so miles ends up not staying so rachel goes to sleep and has like a sex dream that turns into a nightmare this is so so i know i said that that first one took me by surprise this one caught me completely off guard it was crazy because rachel for so long we've never seen her in the nude we've never seen anything like that from her so it's like it cuts from something to oh it cuts from zoe in the hospital being like rachel it's time rachel and then the and then it cuts back to rachel completely naked laying on a bed Miles is climbing over her and you see penis from the side. And then it's like they get it on like in, in a black void, though. <laughs> it's just the bed in this like you, totally black room. You see so much Detective Miles ass in that scene. You could probably draw it from memory. Yeah. It- <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's a long, it's a long sex scene too. It is not short. It's really long. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like, I feel like they're really having sex. I I don't know. It's just because of the way that it was filmed. I was like, uh, Uh. and it's weird because at a certain point when it starts turning into the nightmare, it like doesn't change quickly enough it's like miles is starting to morph into krampus but rather than do effects or anything like that where it's like his face is changing it's just him and he has to do this like (laughs) thing but he's still thrusting into rachel (laughs) while he's doing it and then all of a sudden it we look at rachel and she screams (laughs) And then we, the camera goes to the opposite POV 
and it's Krampus. Krampus right between her, her knees. Oh, no. her. And then, and then, is that his tongue? Doesn't Krampus like extends his tongue into her chest, and it creates a big enough hole that he can reach in and grab was her. Was it arm? his tongue? I thought it was. I thought it was his arm, but I was also that his arm? it may have been. I just felt <laughs> something thrust in between her titties and rips her heart to, out. To be fair, I was so shook <laughs> when it happened. I mean, the the note that I wrote what during the scene was, bitch. A bitch, are you joking? <laughs> I couldn't believe because I had a feeling that he was gonna turn into Krampus, but the way that it happened way that it was happens. wild. So I think when I was writing that note is when he, it actually when he extended whatever that was, and then the next thing I knew, he was pulling her heart out and she yeah. was screaming. She lost it, but then she like wakes <laughs> up and is like she's no longer in the dream state, but she's like she's freaked out. She goes and like takes a shower or something like that. Mm -hmm. But then she like comes back to her bed and it's like soaked in blood. Like yes. implying that there was some sort of reality to the dream. Right. I don't know. It's weird because so from everything that happens now, like from her taking the shower is happening. But yeah, it's strange because her, yeah, her bed is soaked in blood. So you would almost think Okay, maybe that did happen, but it didn't happen because she's fine. She has she has no injuries. It's just that yeah. there's blood soaked on her bed. It was and like it's this just weird reveal that I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> right. I don't get it. And well, and also nothing like that has happened any other time in the movie. We don't we've been shown that Krampus has like a very specific set of skills that he utilizes and he's <laughs> never done anything like this before. So obviously Rachel is special in some way. But yeah, it's just a little bit of a confusing moment because you don't know where the blood came from. And at first I thought it was going to be those dream within a dream type situations. But no, it's it's actually happened because she runs out to find Lamar. <laughs> And Lamar is in his room and it's completely full of smoke and he's just standing there. Like he's just chilling in there. And she's like, Lamar, and he goes, There's somebody in here. And Zoe is in the room. <laughs> Zoe's in the room. She's gone full on demon girl. And so Rachel grabs Lamar, takes him. They're able to leave the house, which is mm -hmm. something that none of the other victims could do. They were always locked wherever they were. True. But she's able to leave the house, and then she just drives so recklessly with her son in the car. She's, like, swerving in and out of lanes. She's Apparently, she drives the wrong way down the road. And yeah. she's, driving, she's driving so bad that Lamar is like, are you being fucking for real right now? Like, he keeps being like, he's like, Kate, can you not? <laughs> Yeah. Mom, can you drive better? And she's like, shut up. Shut, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> um, but then she gets jump scared by apparently not because I don't even think it was Zoe. It was the other girl in the middle of the street, wasn't it? Because like the girl no, was like, it was, was it Zoe? It was Zoe, but she had like, it was like she was really dirty. It looked like she, it was somebody who was burnt, which. Which still, I think, though, it I think could, that that could, was like, Zoe. Going into it, it yeah. could be Zoe. But, like, from just from my 
audience standpoint of like everything I'd seen up until that point. It's just like all this Zoe stuff, then they're driving, then like this burnt girls in the street. My mind's going directly back to the one burnt person we've seen so far. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out how does she fit into this whole equation. But then they crash, are brutally injured, both of them. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> when yes. we cut to them in the car, they are soaked in blood. They very are much looking like they're dead. Destroyed. Yeah, because really they crash into, so it's like Zoe is standing there and then Krampus is standing right behind her. So it was like they crash into Krampus. And yeah, apparently he had struck them with so much force that they both suffer some like severe external and internal injuries, particularly Lamar. So he is like in critical condition. Um, Probably because he wasn't wearing a (laughs) seatbelt. If I recall correctly, he definitely wasn't. he also, I don't think, got any airbag. Uh, Right. Like, if there was only a driver's seat airbag, maybe I'm making that up. But it it felt that way. And looking at his injuries, I believe that there was no airbag. Right. Because, yeah, Lamar is in the thick of it. And Rachel is also in the hospital. So when she wakes up, the hospital is completely empty. Mm. We find out that this is actually just happening inside of her head. She's like in a coma. Yeah. But she, the nurses say that she is fine. It's Lamar that they're worried about. So all throughout the movie, Rachel has been having these nightmares where she gets like bits and pieces of what feel like memories to her. And it's implied that it's, it has to do with the the scar that she doesn't remember from her childhood. She also doesn't remember who her real parents are. She had foster parents. Yeah. And all she knows is that her parents died in a fire. As soon as she said that, I was like, you don't think that's weird, Rachel? <laughs> you don't think that's weird that you're dealing with all these victims who keep dying in fires now and your parents also died in a fire? Well, based off of that photograph incident, Erica, I think it's <laughs> very much established that it takes our our dear Rachel a little bit of time to connect these dots. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> um, but so we finally find out what happened. Basically, Rachel. So Rachel comes like face to face with Zoe and Zoe's like, oh, you don't remember? You don't remember me? And then <laughs> Rachel slowly realizes what happened is when she was younger, she read the book. The grandmother in the beginning was also Rachel's grandmother. And the little girl that we saw in the beginning was actually Zoe. And so Rachel's grandmother gave them the Krampus book. They real they read a passage where it's like, oh, sometime along the way, Krampus got Krampus became kind of like a servant to Santa Claus. So he could only go after kids that Santa Claus let him go after or like told him to go after. Yeah, he's like a holiday mercenary. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, And so she reads uh, an incantation in the book that basically says like, oh, you're binded to me now. And so as a result, I guess Krampus becomes Rachel's servant. This to me is not a bad idea. It just doesn't make much sense because Mm, mm -hmm. Rachel. So then we realized that it seemed like Rachel didn't really get along with her family. So she had Krampus attack her family and everybody died. So Zoe has not been alive this whole time. She's like, this has all been like a huge revenge thing. But also I think she does do things for Krampus now. So two big question marks in my head. 
One is if it's true that Krampus only goes after naughty people, this is something that has been established the entire movie as a steadfast rule for this guy. Why did he go after her family if they weren't naughty? Like if Zoe was a good kid and like her parents were good parents, why did Krampus kill them? Two, how did the how did Krampus jump from Rachel to Zoe? Like, why is he now under Zoe's control and no longer under Rachel's control? Also, how does any of that work if Zoe doesn't actually exist? That's the part that had me all the way tripped up. (laughs) Because if Zoe didn't exist or is like a ghost or like something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Why or how is she able to give orders to Krampus like I I, it just seemed like it was established that he had to make it some sort of connection to a person like a living person so like yeah how does how does he jump ship from a living person into somebody who is dead now right unless now Zoe's just like an extension of Krampus and is just more so like his connection a way for him to connect to the world where she can just always be existing because she's not human but i just don't understand how rachel lost her krampus privileges like what (laughs) is it because is it one of those things where she like broke the rules because she sent him after her family but at the same time doesn't krampus not go after anybody i i just don't understand like i wish that that Yes, because I don't feels, think the movie understands the rules. But it felt like first the whole movie they were committed to these rules. It was like all they talked about, and then, and then it just doesn't make any sense in the last end. Because obviously, yeah, Rachel was obviously not a good person. Mm-hmm. So because of what she did, but I just don't understand how she was able to do what she did. Because Krampus, if it's your rules then it stick to your rules like why why did she why did she get to do that if she can't do that (laughs) well like i maybe i picked up something extra but like there seemed to be some part of the incantation or the ritual where like she needed to light stuff on fire like there was fire involved in this like krampus summoning which then Mm Um, led to the fire that killed everyone. So, like, I just, I keep recall seeing her holding that match yeah. while doing the incantation, which I'm then going to assume led to the fire. It's hard to tell because we do, like, 30 cuts yeah. in a second, so you can't really see what's actually happening. Right. But it's just, it's confusing to me because it seems like under this weird-ass timeline we've established here that the end goal is to punish Rachel for her deeds. But if that's the case, then why were all of these other people involved for the past 20 years? Right. But that's why I feel like I do think that Zoe maybe is just doing stuff for Krampus at this point. Like, I do feel like maybe Zoe has been going around and like bringing these people to Krampus in some way. And it just so happened that she was also able to get revenge and that worked out and that was cool. But so like, I guess here's what I'm trying to figure out was Rachel's punishment, just like a happenstance, like things just kind of lined up 
that they finally got to complete this cycle with Rachel or were they after Rachel the entire time? Because, like, it feels like it all comes back to Rachel, right. right? I'm sure they were after her the whole time, but maybe it was one of those things where they couldn't, like, they were trying to find ways to get her. And then, so they were just like, okay, well, we'll just do this for now. And then, but it's also strange because, like, where was Zoe in the 20 years between 1992? And her being adopted by the new family, where was she? Because we don't hear any other, like, that was her foster family before the new family. She right. wasn't adopted by anybody else. So, like, where was Zoe for those 20 years? Did she do that? Was she with that new family? And she was like, actually, I'm just going to wait <laughs> until Rachel's <laughs> older. And then she went back to sleep and then she woke up when it was time. Um, I, I, I don't feel, know. It feels like we're trying to piece together something that isn't there, honestly. Right, because, but you're right. It it feels like in this end bit, normally this is the time when you would get a full, uninterrupted scene showing exactly what happened. Because we've been getting these fragmented memories all the way throughout. And yeah, it's like instead of doing that, they continue to do the fragmented scenes with all these cuts. So, yeah, it's hard to tell if it was an accident, if she just accidentally set the house on fire or if she successfully completed the ritual and did summon Krampus. It's really hard to tell. Mm -hmm. And it's also hard to tell what I mean, obviously, yeah, Zoe came back for revenge, but it's also just hard to tell what Zoe why zoe is now connected to krampus it's yeah you have no idea like and we honestly never truly get to find out at least in this film because uh rachel sacrifices herself because lamar dies he's he's definitely dead yeah um well it was not rachel's choice <laughs> it was not really rachel's choice she per did se. not have a choice that this is one instance <laughs> where krampus definitely did tongue his stick his tongue out <laughs> oh yeah that, there when was he tongue. attacked her there was absolutely tongue but her she basically pleads like don't don't take lamar like just please i'm, I'm begging you and so he's like all right bet i'm taking you instead and so mm -hmm. lamar wakes up from death and then we go back to rachel and she's been burned to cinders and <laughs> um and so we, <laughs> the nurse the way this nurse runs over to Rachel with the it's flappy like, arms. I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's like Cindy in in, in scary, <laughs> scary movie. movie too. She runs up. Yeah, her arms are flailing, and then she pulls the curtain back, and Rachel is a charred skeleton <laughs> on the bed. And so Zoe disappears. Nobody knows where Zoe went. Lamar recovers. Now he's at the hospital. Yeah. And then we have the doctor. Miles is still around. He's in mourning. Both of them are just like, it's real weird that Zoe disappeared, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It is weird. <laughs> yeah, what a weird thing that happened, huh? <laughs> and then Miles goes to pay respects over at uh, Rachel's grave. And then we get a cut of him walking by uh, the reveal of Zoe's grave to be like, oh, my God, Zoe was dead all yeah. along. Although we found that out about like right. 15 minutes ago, but it's fine. Right. But yeah, we see a reveal of like her Zoe's parents grave and then Zoe's grave. And it's hard to tell. It's like, are they implying that now Zoe can rest 
peacefully because she succeeded in what she needed to do or yeah are you just trying to show us that their whole family has died because we've definitely known that (laughs) (laughs) at least for the last five minutes we knew that her family was dead it's just what didn't sit well for me was the fact that like we get this reveal that like ties in rachel gives us this whole big like shock moment with her and sure it like adds a little bit of spice to her story to know that like oh she was the problem child etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. but i feel like in doing that we completely invalidated zoe as a character and like she mm-hmm. just became an extension now of rachel's story as opposed to just being this kind of like strange malicious character that we were dealing with now it's just mm-hmm. like oh no that was uh that was a consequence of Rachel's bad actions. But I'm like, that that just it's weird. Like it, it was just like yeah. a weird turn for me. And like, I don't know, maybe the rules of the ghosting in this world uh upset me, but I just like I couldn't track what was happening. Like my last note for this movie is what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's just very like it wasn't a bad idea to have it all tie back into Rachel and her childhood and what have you. It just was not if you're going to have that be the ending, at least give us some concrete reasoning to explain everything. Because mm-hmm. by the end of it, I was left with way more questions than I was halfway through because yeah, yeah in the beginning I'm thinking, "Oh, okay, yeah, Zoe is you know, like timeless because she is connected to Krampus and she's right. just kind of doing his bidding. It was what it felt like. And I was kind of okay with that being the case. And I knew obviously it would tie back into Rachel somehow, but I don't think having them having the reveal that, oh yeah, they, they were sisters was a bad idea. But by having Rachel not remember anything, by having her memory completely wiped, you don't get to learn anything more about her childhood. And so I'm left with this feeling of, okay, okay. So she was mad and she wanted to kill her family. And then I I just, it doesn't like that sort of a beginning doesn't like follow through for me to this whole revenge Krampus scheme. The yeah. fact that I think it's the fact that Krampus is tied into both scenarios. Yeah. Like and also that's that's confusing to me. And also there's just a lot of time of separation between Zoe and Rachel for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why? Like if they're that interconnected, I feel like I just needed to see them be more interconnected other than just the interrogation stuff. Because yeah. there's just so much Zoe with her other foster family, Zoe with the, with the people in the hospital. Zoe spends very little time with Rachel in actuality over the course of this entire movie. But this enti- the whole plot is hinged on their connection with each other. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if that's a choice just to like hide that from the viewer, but there were just so, uh, there were more than enough clues to like piece things together. So I don't feel like you needed to do that. Um, yeah, I just feel like by the end, you're right. It just, things, things happen and they're not the worst choices, but the movie just leaves you feeling just like, what, like what, (laughs) what, what happened? Like, why, why? (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things too, where you get a lot of characters where 
now it's like Miles feels like such a nothing character because really he means nothing in the grand scheme of things. With the way that things end, Miles never learns anything, never solves any of those crimes, doesn't know where Zoe's at, doesn't even try and do anything with Lamar. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel's just dead. And so I almost would have preferred maybe an ending with Lamar like maybe now he gets connected to Krampus maybe if it was one of those things where I like continue to get passed to new people maybe even that would have made more sense to me and so if we had seen at the end that like maybe Zoe had left the dolls for Lamar or something even that for me would have wrapped things up better but just having Miles visit her grave and have that be the end because I don't necessarily because it's like I don't feel bad for Rachel at all anymore right I don't really feel anything for Zoe because I don't know who I don't know Zoe (laughs) despite spending an hour and a half with her I don't know her (laughs) um Lamar is like the only one that I feel like maybe would have added some sort of substantial ending Oh, yeah. Lamar is the truest victim of all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, poor guy was just caught up in this whirlwind of Krampus shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's probably just as much like, what the fuck just happened as I am? But, <laughs> yeah, this uh, this film was a doozy. And I gotta be honest, it was not easy to get through. But there were some there were some fun parts. It wasn't mm-hmm. all all bad. It really wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's just it. I I really could not recommend this one yeah. to like anybody who isn't like itching to just see some like low budget Krampus shit. You're just like I need more Krampus in my in my day. I need to see this. Uh, be like, all right, I got something for you if you really want to <laughs> see it. And I guess this director also went on to make another Krampus movie, Krampus Unleashed, as well. So mm. there is more Krampus to be had. There's also like a lot of Krampus horror movies on Tubi. Uh, when I typed in Cram, there were at least six that popped up. Uh, three of them are sequels to <laughs> one specific Krampus story. But yes, there's also quite a few Krampus ones. I don't know what their Krampus looks like, but. They won't beat this one. No, that's no. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's everything I got. Do you have anything yeah. else for this one? No. That's, <laughs> those were my big my big moments. There were all these little moments, of course, but those were my big boys. All right. Well, what on earth are we going to rate Krampus the Reckoning out of? Oh, my gosh. We could rate it out of dolls dolls i was gonna say some kind of dolls but we gotta be careful with dolls because we may use that again yeah there are a lot of dolls what else we could do krampus dolls that's kind of specific we probably won't have that again yeah i got nothing (laughs) (laughs) we'll go with krampus dolls then uh would you like me to go first or would you like to go first um you can go first and go first all right uh i'm gonna be quick with mine (laughs) um i i'm sorry but i gotta give krampus the reckoning 1.5 out of five krampus dolls uh yeah i mean y'all probably already saw this coming did not enjoy this movie very much um despite getting over the low budget aspect there's just a lot of things plot wise script wise acting wise that just did not 
work. And for that, it made many points of this movie drag for me. And I think that's the biggest sin is like, I'm okay with a movie not being great, but if it's not great and it's also not entertaining for me, that's the worst. And so like, there were moments of entertainment in this one, but they were very spread out for me. And so it made watching this uh, a very not fun experience. Um, I don't think it's the worst low budget film I've ever seen, um, but I definitely will not be going back to this one anytime soon. And if I'm being honest with myself, I got to go with a 1.5 out of 5 Krampus dolls. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with a like a 1. Point, I'm just gonna say like a 1.4. I know that's a 1. Wow. Point, I know that's like point 0.1 <laughs> you- under you. But, I thought um, I was the harsh one. This <laughs> no, I'm going to go with 1.4 Krampus dolls only because there's a lot of time in this movie that feels like it drags. It's so nearly on the cusp of so bad it's good, but there's not enough of the like parts where you're interested for that to really play through. I feel like the end of it was really good, like picked up for me and the mm-hmm. beginning was really fun. And then I lo- once that novelty wore off, a lot of the middle is a little bit of a slog because it's a, a lot of conversations. It's a lot of just people talking, um, people asking questions, trying to figure things out. And I think in this movie, in a movie like this, you really want to just have action happening quite often. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of it, we're in the in-between phase and not the action phase. And so, yeah, it just starts to feel kind of hard to get through after a while. And it also does not need to be an hour and a half. It, it does not need does to not. be that long. This <laughs> it could feels, easily have been an hour. <laughs> yes, like an hour of 15 tops, I feel like. And if they would, if they would have cut out a bunch of that dialogue, it, this movie would have fl- like flown a lot better. The timing of it would have been a lot better. And also, too, I think that the story kind of loses its way. I, I think that they actually start off not not too bad. It could have gone somewhere that was creative. And in some ways, it kind of does, but it just doesn't make sense. And so although I'm not mad at the choice of ending, I do think that in the grand scheme of things, it's more confusing than if they would have had a straightforward ending. True. So, yeah, 1.4 Krampus dolls out of out of five, unfortunately. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but you know what? We asked for some for something uh, mm-hmm. cheesy to watch for this holiday season, and you know this this was something. This we did in yes. fact get something. It came through for us. Um, so, yeah, I'm not even going to say the let me know if you've seen this thing, because I know you probably haven't. Um, <laughs> but if you are so inclined, like if you feel like you at least want to see what Krampus looks like, like I said, this movie is on Tubi. You could even just watch like the first 10 minutes and 
see how you're feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you can always talk to us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you would like to email us, you can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. Our email is homiesofhorror at gmail.com. Or if you prefer to come to the Discord, it's where we hang out with the the homies seven days a week and talk about all sorts of things. You can find the link for that in our social media bios. And it will let you be part of the next Discord Decides. You don't want to miss out on that because you could have been voting for a... Krampus, the reckoning. Mm-hmm. This could have been your pick. <laughs> this could have been your decision. Um, <laughs> we would love to see you though in there. So yeah, come through if you'd like. And if you were listening to this on Monday, that means that we are streaming on Twitch tonight. Twitch is where we play video games, hang out with the homies, have some drinks, and just have a good time on a Monday night. So if you would like to come through and say what's up, the link for that is also in our social media bios. And last but not least, if you are so inclined, we'd very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. Recommends our show to more listeners. And we just like to hear what you're thinking of it. So if you haven't done that yet and have an Apple account, we'd love for you to. Or if you're listening on Spotify, it's easy to leave a rating. Just go to our name, hit the stars underneath, and that will rate us for you. But thank you guys so much for listening to us break this movie down. We hope that you have enjoyed the holiday movies that we've chose this year. (laughs) And by the time we are talking to you guys again, it'll be the new year, 2023, baby. So we will be seeing you then. Truly, truly. And also, happy late holidays to everybody who was celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to everybody who came out to our holiday party. That mm-hmm. was awesome. And don't worry, the homies are still going to be working over the holidays. So there's not going to be any breaks. And we do have some fun stuff planned for you guys. So you're going to want to be there. And we'll catch you next time, homies. Bye.